Good evening, Fang Gang, and welcome to another episode of In Vain Valpurgis Noct. Now, it may not be evening when you're listening to this, but let's be face it, we're all creatures of the night here, right? Anyway, just a quick hello to all of you, and a thank you as always for listening. Uh, thank you very much for sharing our episodes, giving us reviews, sending your fan art. I cannot tell you how much we appreciate all of the interaction we have with you guys. It makes us so happy. We love hearing from you guys. Also, thank you everybody for your amazing, amazing outpouring of love for Chad's Storyteller Sanctum. I believe he's going to try and do that at least once a month and talk a little bit more about storytelling for In Vain or for Vampire the Masquerade as a whole. So uh, it sounds like it's something that you guys enjoyed and so we want to provide more of that for you. If you have ideas on topics you'd like Chad to cover, please feel free to reach out to us on Twitter or on uh, the Nerdsmith Discord. Any of those places you can get, you can find us all there and chat. We love to interact with y'all. Very quickly, if you guys want to get some amazing dice, go to Die Hard Dice. They are fantastic. They've been coming out with some really incredible colorways. I cannot recommend them enough. They are beautiful, gorgeous, good quality dice. And now you can get 15% off your first or next order with them if you use the code FANGGANG F-A-N-G-G-A-N-G at checkout. Uh, I highly recommend them. Also, if you are enjoying what we do and you want to help us keep creating such amazing content, please head over to nerdsmith.org and become a subscriber. You get access to things like bonus content from all of the shows, which we, including this one and several other shows, all of the other shows that you can find, Fennec, me, Chad, and Shining On all do bonus content, which you can find on nerdsmith.org, only for nerdsmith.org creators, or excuse me, nerdsmith.org subscribers. Definitely go and check those out. Lastly, I want to do a very quick shout out to another fantastic show on our network, Kajari's Curious Crafts. Ann Palmer is an incredible crafter. She cr- and creates incredible tabletop RPG terrain that is beyond gorgeous. She also does a stream on Friday nights called Three Sheets One Shot, where you can interact with her and a few other folks to build a world together. It is phenomenal. You can find Anne on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern or on Friday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash curious crafts. One thing that she is doing coming up is on Saturday, July 13th at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, she is doing a Bob Ross challenge stream where you can win prizes and craft along. It's going to be phenomenal. I believe there is a deck of Bob Ross playing cards so far, as well as a Bob Ross Funko up as a prize. So go and check it out have some fun, interact, learn some amazing crafting tips, and have a good one. And then settle back and enjoy this episode of In Vain. Last time on In Vain. It's just that you should really get back to the club. There's been um, uh, an incident. 
uh, looks like you've been vandalized by a whole bunch of neo-Nazis. And actually, another word is spray-painted under all of that. Teufel. It's German for either the devil or devils. everybody, and welcome again to another episode of In Vain. I am your RPG mom, Tessa. You can find me on Twitter at Selkie Dreams. My favorite Disney villain is Ursula from The Little Mermaid. Hey everyone, I'm Shiny Kiwi, and you might know me uh, from Introverts Guild, but you can find me on Twitter, you can find me on Twitch, you can find me on YouTube. I'm currently playing Bloodlines, uh, The Masquerade. Yeah, I play Elsa, and... Um, my favorite villain is Scar from The Lion King. Hi, I'm Fennec. You can find me on Twitter at the Fennec Wolf. Um, you can also find me doing other stuff on the Nerdsmith Network. And my favorite Disney villain, mm, I'm going to have to go with Maleficent. She's just all that sass. Queen. Slay. And I am Chad. I am the storyteller of this little thing here. Uh, you can find me at Chadlicious on Twitter. And my favorite Disney villain is Darth Vader. It counts. It counts now. <laughs> yeah, now. I have to change my thing a little bit. It is Scar, but it's also Oogie Boogie from Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. No one is being graded. <laughs> Oogie Boogie is also good. Okay, so are we ready to play some vampire? Yes. Yes. Before we get started, there's a couple of things that I wanted to address. Uh, I didn't get to last game because things kind of took off and went its own way. But uh, so where we're starting at, it's going to be Monday night when we start. Uh, the club has had a a few days of operation club was actually doing pretty, pretty good. Did a good take in lots of customers coming in. Uh, Elsa that first night uh, after that first night, uh, Peter does come to you and says that some people left a package for you with the bartender. And you see, there's a note it's from Greg and Christina. They were there. They left you a note that says you seem very busy, so they didn't want to bother you. So they did give you a gift of your very favorite chocolates from when you were mortal. And German chocolate is like some of the best chocolate in the world. Uh, um, oh, my God. I love German chocolate. Elsa loves German chocolate. She kind of cries. <laughs> yeah, sad. Is there, can she still taste it? Like, she knows she's not going to, it's not going to taste great, but is there any way that she can kind of taste it before spitting it back out? Yeah, you can kind of touch it to your tongue. I mean, it tastes, I mean, it doesn't even taste like chocolate to you. It tastes more like ashes, but there you go. Okay. Go get a mortal drunk on chocolate and then try <laughs> Hey, yes, you will drink all of these mudslides right now. Yeah. Oh, Peter. Oh, Peter. Peter. I, I got some chocolates. Oh, hey, chocolate. Awesome. Yeah, I give uh, him the whole thing. Like, here you oh, go. God. Oh, this is going to be fun. Uh, as, the, <laughs> as the other few nights go on, uh, 
Dallas, you do get a letter in your P.O. box from your dad. Uh, the letter just says that it's it's very vague because, you know, you're in the witness protection thing and he doesn't want to alert anybody, but says, hope you're doing well. Uh, here's a little something, you know, for memory's sake. And it's a picture of uh, him, your mom, and you when you were a baby. Aww. She puts that into her room and kind of just tucks it in the top drawer of her dresser with a smile. Right. And before we start up, let's see here. Uh, I'm assuming, Elsa, you had gotten in touch with uh, Fiorella, the Toreador Primogen, and said that unfortunately you something came up and you can't make it on Monday because you have other plans. Yes, a very fortunate, unfortunate event that I did not see coming. Really? That's where you want to go with this? Really? It took me a second. I have to spit at my water. Yeah. Oh my god. Yep. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell her I can't make it, and I'll, I will get back with her on Tuesday or the night after, or whatever. All righty, and let's talk about your character's desires. It's been a little while. What is something that your character desires to do? Remembering that. If you accomplish your desire, you replenish some willpower, which is pretty useful in this game, especially when you're trying to stave off the beast. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Uh, Dallas's desire is to look into Maria's uh, prophecy a little bit more and really kind of find out what the heck it is about this wolf that she's supposed to find. So find out what the wolf is. Yes. Okay. Who wants to go next? Uh, so Yolda's desire is to get a little bit closer to Dallas and Elsa and see what information she can't gather and possibly, if there's time, look into the habits of the English homeless gentleman and start mapping out his routine for reasons. Okay, so I'm going to need you to pick one of those as your desire. and We'll if... go with the first one. Okay, so... Is there any information in particular that you want to find out or just kind of ingratiate yourself in with them? Probably if she can learn a little more about what happened at Walpurgisnock, she would be good for that. Otherwise, it's just, you know, getting good with them. And, you know, when you're good with somebody, they're more likely to spill secrets. Okay. And what is Elsa's desire? Elsa's desire, shockingly, is to um, make a deal with Maximilian and see if they can work together to find her sire, and possibly Dallas's sire as well. Okay, interesting. So, like I said, we're going to pick up on Monday night. And so, where we left off, it was a few days ago. So, I want everybody to roll a hunger die. Divide the result by two, and the result is your current level of hunger. Four. All right. So let's see. So Ulva has a hunger for, Elsa has a hunger of five. Five? You rolled a 10? Well, I divided by two, so it's 2.5. Okay, so two, rounding down. And Dallas has a hunger of three. Yep, I got it. Okay. 
So all three of you, you rise Monday night and you just feel the, the urgings of your beasts all saying that it's there and it wants to feed. Uh, Ulva, you, you get a sense that someone or something might die tonight if you don't address this. Your beast is like, let's go. Let's go back in the alleys. Let's go find somebody else to take. She's going to pull on her hoodie first and then her leather jacket and, t- you know, look at Maria. Maria's there. I am going out for a little bit. I will be back later. Uh, go to check up on Ninot and her club. Yeah, Maria is stretching. And she says, okay, I will you know, I'll just do my own thing. It's cool. And she like looks at her big pile of babysitters club books and says, I got a lot of reading to do. You enjoy the books. Thus with Donya. And goes out to the alleys. Okay. And so we'll get to you in a minute. Uh, Dallas, you're pretty hungry. You got a hunger of three. And so your beast is like, so are we going to kill a human tonight? Finally? No, we're not. Come uh, on. Elsa, um, I'm going to go out for a little bit. I um, need to grab a quick bite. I'll be back. Okay. I can smell a mortal downstairs. Why don't you take him? No. Come on. Well, good food, but we're not eating people. Uh, it'll happen eventually. All right. And Elsa, you are feeling a, a little hungry, but... You know, the beast is rattling the bars of its cage, but nothing that needs to be addressed yet. Hush, hush, hush. And I just dismiss it. You can't keep me quiet forever. Shut up. <laughs> no, you shut up. And she goes about her business. All right. Uh, so let's see. Uh, Dallas, I want you to give me a composure and animal can roll. We're going to hunt. Are you going to be hunting in the city or in the woods? I don't know that I have enough time to get to the woods tonight, given that we need to go to a a certain location. So I'm going to be hunting in the city. And I think I might be looking for super rats at this point. All right. Give me a roll. Ooh. Um, that's a messy critical. (laughs) All on the, and yeah, all my successes on the hunger die. Okay. And so you mentioned sewer rats, right? Mm-hmm. Ilva, okay. you are leaving your haven and trying to find a nice alleyway to uh you know to, to stalk your prey in, and you just you hear like this this vicious like loud yowling and splashing and just this this monstrous shrieking going on really close to your haven. What do you do? Yova carefully pulls out her gun and starts to sneak along to see what's going on. Uh, do you have... Uh, give me a stealth roll. So that's going to be dexterity and stealth to see if you can investigate what's going on here. Uh, three successes. Yeah, you, you're around the corner and you see there's Dallas just kind of like ripping through like sewer wildlife, like big sewer rats and there's a raccoon that was making a nest in the sewers and it's gone now and Dallas is just kind of like ripping animals to shreds and 
feasting on it, it, their blood. She just raises an eyebrow. Well, Ilva, let, let me stop you there for a second there. You have a f- prey exclusion, do you not? Oh, I do. Yes. I need you to roll your unspent willpower right now. Okay. First time doing this, how am I supposed to do it? Okay. So your total willpower pool that you have, um, I don't remember if you have any uh, superficial damage to your willpower. So you have four willpower. I want you to roll four dice and tell me what you get. No hunger dice involved. That was my next question. (laughs) Three successes. So you manage not to frenzy at the sight of Dallas obliterating all this innocent animal life close to your haven. Uh, And you manage to, you clear your throat. You're kind of angry about it. And Dallas kind of, you know, calms down a bit. She's not in frenzy. She's just, the beast is helping. And she's just, you know, covered in animal parts. It happens. And Dallas, you come to your senses and there's a very pissed off looking Ilva with a gun pointed at you. Um, sorry. Um, I normally go out in the woods. I didn't have a lot of time tonight. Uh, very stoic for a second, taking very slow breaths to calm herself. Just, I see. Perhaps next time you'll give me warning when you come to my haven. I do not, actually, I don't mind what you're eating because animals are good friends, but maybe next time you give warning and I make sure I am not around to, uh, could have gone very badly, she says as she waves the gun a little. Understandable. Didn't know your haven was this way. I wouldn't have intruded on your space. I apologize. And yes, I really like animals too. I just don't want to eat people, if that makes any sense. You are young. Many young fledglings have this hang-up. Eventually, most overcome it. And Dallas, you slake two hunger. Oh, yeah. Thanks to your beast. I promise to not feed around your haven. Donke. Donke shape. All right. And so, Ilva, you still have to deal with your hunger. I was uh, on the way to meet you, but I, uh, I must uh, take care of my own appetites. I shall meet you later. There's an urging in the back of your head that says, you know, she's full of blood right now. We are not eating Ninot. Ninot is friend. She's saying this in her head to the beast. Gotta teach her a lesson. We are not hurting Ninot. That is for another time. Perhaps Sheriff. He looks more tasty. Alright, so do you leave Dallas to whatever it is she was doing and ascend to the city level? Yeah, she's gonna obfuscate and ascend. Okay. And Dallas, I'm assuming you're going back to your haven to clean up? Yeah, I'm going to get cleaned up. Okay, we'll get to that in a minute. So, Ilva, I need you to give me a strength and brawl check to see if you can find a suitable victim. So, at this point, are you looking for somebody who's, like, particularly, like, evil or just anybody that you can get away with hurting? Probably anyone she could get away with hurting. She's just looking more to sate the hunger and not completely slake it. Um, 
So that was three successes, two of them were on a hunger die, and two failures on a hunger die. Okay, so you do find a suitable victim wandering uh, through the back alleys. Uh, looks like a, a university student. You know, it's it's summertime, so there's not too many in the city anymore. But you know, the ones that are here, are, you know, doing their accelerated classes and such, so they must be you know, leaving a coffee house or something. So you, well, how do you handle this? How are you going to? stalk and feed from this person? Um, she's gonna wait until they're close enough to an alley where she can grab them and spin them against the wall and just kind of bite them from behind to where they can't see anything. So they're facing the wall? Yeah, facing the wall. You have a hunger four. You sink your fangs into this person's neck. You don't even... It's even hard to distinguish what what sex this person is. You don't really care at this point, but I want you to give me another willpower check to see if your beast is overwhelmed by the taste of blood. One success and three failures. Okay. So you are unsuccessful in preventing a feeding frenzy. However, I will allow you to spend, to take one, superficial level of willpower damage to control yourself for one scene. If you choose. If not, this mortal will die. Yeah, she's gonna take the willpower damage and just right before that last, just pulls away like, ah! Okay, so how many uh, points of hunger are you slaking before you pull back? Uh, three. Okay, so you're gonna slake three hunger and Get the hell out of there. Yep. So you do that. Where where are you trying to get to before you're overwhelmed by your beast again? Probably back to her haven because she doesn't want to bring that on the fledglings because Elsa and Dallas probably would not be able to handle a frenzied vampire. Okay. So you drink from this person, you pull your fangs out, and then you quickly run back into the sewers and just vent your beast frenzy in the sewers. And when you calm down, you clean yourself up and do what? Um, Once she's calm and kind of has everything under control, she would probably head over to... Der Hexenlide. Der Hexenlide. Like she told Dallas that she was going to do. She'd probably bring Stella with her and just absentmindedly scratching her for comfort. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Stella's a little skittish because you've just frenzied, but. Alrighty. Uh, so let's see. Elsa, you are in the club. You know, the, the club is closed. You and Peter are, I guess, doing club things and such. And while you're doing your thing, waiting for everybody to come back, Dallas comes in through the side door. She is covered in sewer water and animal hair and gore and just goes straight upstairs to clean herself up. I hope you're cleansing this. I hope you're cleaning this after you get dressed. As I yell at her as she makes her way up. I am disgusted. (laughs) Leaving little, like, footprint puddles of sewer water up the stairs. Pieces of raccoon all over the place. 
a rat tail. It's still wiggling. Yes, I will clean up as soon as I'm cleaned up. And <laughs> and so while while Dallas is cleaning herself up, Ulva comes in. Well, I guess materializes in the middle of a club, I guess, at this point. And so y'all are there, and Dallas finishes up, comes downstairs, and now the three of you are together, and now you have to formulate a plan on how you're going to deal with the insult that happened to Durhexenlide. So, how are we doing this? Well, I have a plan, and it's this time not going in uh, punching first and asking questions later. Okay. Um, if you're up for listening to it. I'm up for listening. You too, Ilva? I am listening. Did I say I was not listening? Okay, great. Uh, okay, so instead of just punching fever left and right, I was thinking that we could give them a warning shot or give them a, a chance to lay down and uh, just walk away before we have to get nasty. Yelva holds up her gun. You mean with something like this? It is very good for shooting over heads. Very scary, I'm told. <laughs> well, we won't have to use that first, but Max just kind of implies that as long as we're not breaking the masquerade, uh, we can just do whatever. So I was thinking we would just walk in there like regular people, announce ourselves, let us know who they are, who we are, and uh, just kindly ask them to uh, lay down and die, basically. Perhaps you do that. I will stay uh hidden in case something goes wrong and then I can oh. uh, you know, if something happens then I uh, can just, uh, what is German phrase for it, uh, hidden attack them, you know yeah, yeah, yeah so, uh, you you will do that, I will do all the talking and uh, Dallas will be there just to look beautiful, no I'm kidding um, she'll be there well, your companion is very beautiful she is, but um, in this circumstances, she's more of looking intimidating. Got it. I'm there to act as muscle. Right. Does <laughs> Elsa does <laughs> Elsa does right. She's like, right. <laughs> Yelva just slowly tilts her head, very confused. So does Dallas. So does Peter. Are you implying Yenot is a kitty cat because she is more uh, more ferocious? Remind me of tiger or wolf. Have you seen her? What she eats? She's ferocious. Yes, I have had first-hand experience with this. Yenot is a messy eater, I've noticed. Exactly, and also points at the blood trail going up the stairs. She's like, go clean that up, please. I'm waiting Bitty. You fledglings, you have no manners or a proper way to eat. That's so tiny and squirmy. Yeah, and so while this is going on, uh, Peter approaches you, Elsa, and says, Miss Elsa, is there anything that I can do or that you need me to do while you 
I'll take care of things. Um, Elsa's gonna smile at him and um, pat his cheek and be like, just take care of the club while they're gone, and uh, if there's any problems, uh, you can't exactly call me, can you? Uh, well, I guess I'll figure out anything when I get back at the club. I'll hold down the fort. Yeah, do that. She smiles. Okay. And so, without further ado, I guess you three are going to uh, the Panzerfaust. Yeah. We have to. We have to say it in unison, though. That's the Panzerfaust. That's getting edited out. No, come on. It stinks. <laughs> oh man, it's it's A plus. All right. Anyway. So how are you three going to get to this club? This club is on the it's not exactly on the outer edges of Heidelberg, but it is kind of closer to the woods, kind of away from the downtown area. We could call a cab. Yeah, Yova will office get into the back seat with one of them and Okay, are you telling the cabbie to take you to the club itself, or well, to the bar itself, or somewhere nearby? I would say nearby, but not to the club itself. We don't want to, you know, have a trackable anything. A couple streets over. Okay, and as you all are, you tell the cab driver where you're going, and he starts to drive off. He says, are you, you ladies sure? I mean, it's a pretty rough area over there. Oh, we can take care of ourselves, sir. Okay. So you drive and drive and drive, and he drops you off where you direct him to, and the three of you get out, and he you pay him, and he drives off. You are the weirdo, mister. Right. So you are about, what, a block, two blocks away from the Panzerfaust. How are you going to do this? Okay. So, like I said, Ilva will be invisible, and both you and I, Dallas, we will go in there and just order a drink like we were not normal people. So, and then maybe talk to the person in charge or second in command or whatever. I will follow your lead. Yoba kind of is in between them and whispers, I'll be right behind you, not worries. A bruja, a gang girl, and a, and a Nosferatu walk into a bar. <laughs> a bar full of Nazis. A bar full of Nazis. I guess. I guess no one would be expecting this goth princess to be walking in with a very tall Amazonian punk. I think it's safe to say that. Yes. Yeah, Elsa's just gonna walk in and look around, and what does it look like? You you make your way to the bar and you're walking through the dark night it starts to drizzle a little bit not to the point where it's a soaking rain but just enough to where there's a lot of humidity in the air you can hear the crickets chirping out in the distance in the woods and you make your way through the summer night and to this club the this bar called the Panzerfaust and it is it kind of looks like one of those divey bars in an older building 
but it's you know kind of kept up as much as it can be. And as you you step in, and the you know the little door chime, the bells go off, and inside this club, this inside this bar, uh, there's a lot of you know like pictures, a lot of you know there's wood paneling, there's a, a pool table in the back, there's newspaper clippings, you know, displaying Nazi symbolism is illegal now in Germany, but it, from what you're seeing in here, it looks like they're doing as much as what they can get away with. Like, this is definitely a hangout for neo-Nazis. And Elsa, as you're looking around at the decor, you actually do see at the bar kind of taped to the, the the mirror where all the, the drinks and all is, is an article from a few days ago from when uh, Der Hexenline opened. And it's a picture of you. And next to it is a picture of uh, Fiorella Bianchi. And, you know, as she's leaving the paparazzi, she didn't stop for pictures. But the picture of you has been defaced. They drew various you know, obscene iconography and words and various creative phrases on it and you know a big circle on the address of der hexen lied when it opened that's not threatening at all yeah 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 so you're in there there's a bartender at the bar there's a couple of people sitting there at the bar there's a couple of people playing pool in the back and and all all said there's about the bartender and about seven people in here not the entire gang that uh, you and Dallas encountered on that fateful night but enough to make a statement so what do you do Elsa's whoever's looking at her glancing up and whatnot she's just gonna oh you're getting full-on glares at this point like you walk in and people stop and they look at you and some of them recognize you and they're just bristling at this point like shocked that you even walked in and there's like this stunned silence as you I guess walk towards the bar oh yeah Elsa's making a full on runway stage of this she's she's strutting she's waving she's like she's like (laughs) hello hi and she walks up to the bar and um does she see the news article? Oh, yeah. Of her? She's like, oh, I see you have the article of Deck Hexagon Light. How nice. Could I have a whiskey, please? Uh, Dallas, what are you doing while Elsa's strutting around and ordering whiskey? Uh, doing a quick mental count of how many people are in there doing a quick uh, survey of, you know, where weapons could be stashed and where an attack could be coming from to get ready to uh, uh, spring if if someone makes a move. A violent move. Okay. So, uh, you're just staying by the entranceway then, or are you walking into the bar? She's gonna walk in. Um, She's gonna walk in. She's not gonna... She'll stay a couple of paces behind uh, Elsa. She's not going to go all the way up to the bar because she wants to just kind of be in the middle to get a good view of as much as she can. Okay. And where's Ilva parking herself while she's obfuscated? Ilva would actually park herself like 
right next to Elsa at the bar just because she has a feeling this is where it's all gonna pop off. So she's ready to throw down. Okay. So Elsa, you sit down and you order a whiskey and the bartender looks confused for a second. He looks over at the pool table and a couple of the guys at the pool table just kind of look at the bartender and look at her. One of them shrugs and the bartender just grabs a you know, shot glass and pours you a whiskey and slides it over to you. Danka. She's just smiling. It is dead quiet in here. The only thing that the only thing that's going on is that the jukebox in the corner is, is playing some I don't know, some American rock. Elsa's very aware of what she's getting herself into. And she's playing the actress right now. And she knows these people can be dangerous. And she knows she's in a dangerous situation. But that's not going to stop her from trying to take these fuckers down. So um, she's got a smile on her face. She's perky. She's asking the bartender how he's doing. And, you know, she's just kind of nursing the, the shot glass right now. Okay, so you're just making a show of things and not really saying anything just yet? Yeah, she's going to look behind her and look around. Like, not as obviously as Dallas was, kind of, but just also taking a summary of things around her. It's nice to see that you have fans, Elsie. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. All the way out here. Alright, and the two of you start noticing that you know, the guys from the pool table start coming over to you. Some are carrying pool cues and a couple of them are put hands in their pockets. And the, the initial guy, the guy that shrugged, he's got like a shaved head and he has like a little kind of a, under his collar, a little SS tattoo. And he comes over to you and says, you got some balls coming in here, bitch. You know what I do, but I just wanted to see what this place was like, you know? I heard so many good things about this place. Can you tell me some things? Well, for one thing, we don't welcome demon whores in here. <sighs> we'll be sure to let them know, should I see any. Is your, uh, sir, bar manager here at all? No, 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 no. We saw what you did to Hans and Dieter. All right. And then Elsa's Elsa's very appalled. And she looks at Dallas. She's like, what's happened to those poor souls? It's like, don't play dumb with me, you stupid cow. And he uh, he kind of like he's lifting the, the pool stick kind of threatening. He's not really hitting you with it yet, but he's really wanting to. He's just looking for a reason. You're going to get out of here or are we going to have a problem, miss? No, I think I like to stay. Maybe get to, get to know everyone a little bit better. What's your name again? It's none of your fucking business. Ah, well, at least I tried. Is your boss here? i just like to talk to him. I have a date with him, you know. Oh, he's not here. If you want to talk to somebody, you talk to me. Oh, so you're the man in charge. And at this point, some of the other patrons of the bar are starting to encircle 
you, Elsa. Okay. And a couple of them are keeping their eyes on Dallas, too, because she's large and muscular and scary. She's a strong woman. They're threatened by it. Yes. And I glance at her for a quick second. Um, God, I am, I am really trying to figure out what else to do right now. I'm so nervous. So, <laughs> what, what is your intent in coming here and speaking to them? Are you trying to intimidate them? Are you trying to relay a message? Are you, I mean, what, what do you want to do here? So I was trying to see if the boss was there and trying to get him to lay down and tell him in front of all of his lackeys that he needs to, they need to lay down and just shut up and die. And obviously that's not happening because he's not there, but right, the gang, the gang leader is not here. You're speaking to probably somebody else who's up there in the chain. So he could potentially relay a message to the rest of the gang. Okay. So I will relay this message and uh, relay a message. And if they don't respond according to what we want, then they will die. Okay. So you want to give them the message and then I'll have you make an intimidation roll. Oh, uh, can I have awe or the um, daunt? Yeah. Can I boost that? Oh, yes. Chad, while they're starting to encircle, Dallas is going to shove her hands in her pockets and activate her claws. And my hunger goes up. All right, so two, three, four, eight. Okay, so you got one success. If you'd like, you can spend a willpower and re-roll any die that's not a success and not a hunger die. I'm going to go ahead and do that. That's a five. Okay, so you got one success. So uh, anybody who's around Elsa, so you start talking to them, and all of a sudden, just this aura of menace just develops around Elsa, like this, this, this big presence of, you know, get the hell away from me, kind of jumps to the front. And so, Elsa, what do you say to him? Well, if you really not want to know if I am here. I would like for you and your men to lay down and die right here, right now, and eat shit. And her, yeah, her aura is pissed off and mad and scary and angry. So you just told him to eat shit and die with this aura of menace and he everybody around you all the mortals around you just kind of like take an instinctive step back but the guy that you just told to eat shit kind of takes exception to that and he swings at you with the pool stick i'm gonna grab it okay so what i want you to do then i want you to give me a strength and brawl roll this is going to be contested if you would like to activate your potence you can I'm going to do that. Okay, so uh, give me a rouse check to activate prowess. Seven. Okay, you do not stir the beast at all, and you get to add your potence to your strength. So that's three so that's, dice? That is four dice for you. Eight, eight, ten, two. Wow, so he swings the pool stick at you, and you catch it. Yeah. Which is even more intimidating. While sitting very ladylike as well, just... Okay. 
Dallas and Ilva, I want you both to give me uh, wits and awareness rolls. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, another messy critical. Uh, four successes. I, and I did activate my claws, and so my hunger has gone up to two, by the way. Okay. So, Ilva and Dallas, you both notice this. You both see, like, the, the, the guys that had their hands in their pockets. They start pulling, they pull out knives, and it looks like they're about to go in and just kind of throw down with Elsa. Uh, Dallas, since you got a messy critical on a perception roll, uh, right now, all you all you hear is heartbeats and all you smell is blood. You are hungry. Not a good time for my hunger to go up at all. Oh no. Blood is going to fly and it's going to be delicious. Alright, so the two of you got high enough successes that you can choose to act if you want to. So what do you do? I want to grab the wrist of the closest person near me who has a knife and squeeze it until he drops the knife in pain. Alright, so give me a strength and brawl roll. Three successes. Yeah, you grab his wrist and squeeze it till he drops the knife and he looks at you shocked and he looks down at your hand and sees like these long claws that are just on the ends of your fingernails as you're digging them into his wrist and he's just open his eyes are wide and he's freaking out and he's like trying to pull away from you going what the hell what the hell Ilva what are you doing Ilva's gonna sneak up behind the other one that has a knife and uh, casually just put her gun on the back of his temple and on off his gate and say drop your weapon you are outnumbered so Ulva just materializes out of nowhere. Everyone in the bar sees her, and they just screaming <laughs> just starts. You know, there people are yelling, they're shouting, they're oh shit, and yells of like toyful demons, and just all hell breaks loose. Uh, so we're we're gonna enter combat right now. Uh, let's see, Elsa. Is there anything that you want to do right now that? Uh, you know, all hell is broken loose. She's just going to tilt her head and look at the man in charge and be like, you're going to die tonight. And then punch him in the face. All right. Give me, uh, let's see, strength plus brawl plus potence. Because promise lasts the whole scene. So one, one, five, nine. You got one success. So you swing at him. You, you hit him in the face. You bloody his nose a bit, but don't do any like like bone shattering damage he takes a step back uh and at this point let's see so ulva you have a gun up to somebody's head dallas is holding on to, to somebody's wrist uh let's see dallas the guy grabbing you is going to just swing at you with his fist because that's all he can do uh what are you going to to do are you going to try to dodge block attack him what uh, she's gonna take it and then she's gonna go stand in front of the door so no one can escape. Because if anyone leaves at this point, Masquerade has been broken, so she wants to guard against that. Okay. So you're you're not even going to dodge? Mm-mm. Okay. So let's see. So you would take one superficial damage. Mm-hmm. And then you just let go of them and go stand by the door? Claws out? Okay. 
the guy scrambles to the ground and picks up his knife now. Uh, let's see. Ulva, are you... I mean, the place is erupting into violence right now, so are you going to fire off a shot right now or wait and see what happens? Yeah, she's going to fire off a shot into the one that she has in front of her. Okay. So, firing a gun, let's see. You need to be... You need to, you know, kind of have a calm head when you fire, so give me a composure and firearms roll. One success. You have the gun pressed against the back of the guy's head. Uh, by the time he, he twitches enough and violence is happening, you pull the trigger, you blow his brains and blood all over the bar. The Now the entire place just smells of mortal blood. Uh, Dallas, that is particularly enticing for you. And let's see. Elsa, the, the guy that you just punched, he's going to swing at you again. Actually, he's going to hit the pool stick on the side of the bar and it looks like he's just going to go in and try to stick you with it. Right. So, okay. Are, how are you going to respond to this? I saw um, I saw Ilva materialize, right? Everyone saw it? Oh, yes. Okay. Everyone did. Okay, so Elsa rolls her eyes at that. And she's just going to use her uh, her speed to get away from the, the being cornered in between the group of men and the bar and punch another one in the face, I guess. She didn't bring any weapons with her. Okay, so you have the power of rapid reflexes, and what that does is it allows you to use to use all your dice when you're being shot at. Okay. So, so you could just kind of get up and move, like, dodge this guy and then try to get to a more advantageous position. Yeah, I'm gonna try and get to where Ilva and Dallas are, and I'm assuming they're, like, there's a good space in between them where I could get to. I want you to give me a dexterity and brawl roll. Do I get four because of my my potence? No, this is not a strength check. You're trying to use your swiftness, not your strength. Uh, 10, 6, and 8. Wow, you managed to very gracefully slip away from the bar stool as he, you know, thrusts it at you. You dodge the pool stick and you go stand somewhere in between Dallas and Ulva. Sorry, could I ask where the bartender is? Is he also joining the fight? Oh, no, he, he went under the bar. Um, Elsa's gonna note that. <laughs> if she saw the bartender go under the bar. Okay. And let's see. Uh, so right now you have the let's see six remaining gang members. Uh, Ulva, Elsa, and then Dallas and the door. Okay. Uh, Ilva, are you going to do anything else? She's going to fire off another shot at the one with the pool cue. Okay, the the head guy here. Sure, so give me a composure and firearms roll uh, with your gun. Let's see, just add, uh, add an extra two dice to that. We didn't do that last time, but do it now. Uh, just regular dice, not hunger, correct? Oh no, add your hunger to that. Well, no, no, I meant for the two extra dice. I already had a hunger die in here. 
Oh, no, no, no. Those two extra dice are normal dice. Okay. Uh, two successes. Okay. You actually, so he went to thrust the stick at Elsa. Elsa moved out of the way. And then you shoot him right in the throat and he goes down. All right. She just grins. It is like catching fish in battle. All right, uh, let's see. So now that Ilva is between them and the door, I want, uh, let's see, Ilva. Dallas, you... not Ilva. What did I say? You said Ilva was in between them and the door, and I'm like, Ilva hasn't moved. Oh, yeah. oh sorry. It's Since okay. Ilva is the, the first person that's in front of them, uh, let's see. Two of the guys with knives are going to try to rush you and overpower you. So how are you going to deal with that? Uh, she's going to dodge out of the way. Okay. So I need you. So this is multiple attackers. So I want you to give me two rolls. I want you to roll your dexterity plus athletics. And then I want you to roll your dexterity plus athletics minus one. Oh, um, two successes on the first one. And then uh, two successes on the second one. The one was a 10 on the hunger die, so I think that makes it a messy critical. Did you get another 10 on that roll? No, then it's not a messy critical. Okay. You need two 10s. All right, so you got two successes for both. Uh, you actually managed to dodge out of the way as they're being stabbed. Let's see. Dallas, you're at the door. You're at the ready. Elsa, you're still watching. Dallas and Elsa, I want you both to give me a, let's see, a composure and awareness roll. There's some shit going on, but the haze of combat might be distracting you. One success. Uh, three, six, nine, nine. Right, three successes. Okay, so Dallas, you don't notice this. Elsa, uh, as you see that the, the guy that almost kind of stabbed you with a pool stick, kind of his throat erupts in gore, and he falls backwards onto the bar, it looks like like red, red mist or red vapor is coming out of the hole in his neck. Looks kind of interesting. And like in the, in the vapory mist kind of thing, it almost looks like, a, like you can see a face kind of like when you know when something is in like hit by water or by vapor you can kind of see it and it looks like it's kind of like inhaling the vaporized blood and it's becoming more and more solid and it looks like this phantasmal figure and it's just enjoying sitting in this blood and it looks over at you and it says mere bitter more please Ilva the fuck? Elsa's the only one that saw this. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm calling for Ilva. Um, da? I'm a little busy here. Maybe put the gun away for now. Maybe not to draw unwanted attention. Well, right now I use gun. Gun has worked in very well in taking out bad guys. Uh, so people can hear us, just put the gun away for now and we'll talk about this later and um is anyone coming at her right now uh no not at the moment okay yeah they're just kind of trying to overpower ulva right now and dallas you're still just at the ready by the door 
Um, yes, I am still by the door. Uh, is anyone heading in my direction at all? Actually, um, how many are trying to head towards Silva? Uh, there's two men trying to overpower her right now. Uh, let's see. Two guys have been taken out. So there's five left. Not counting the bartender, which you can't see right now. So there's three people that could possibly leave if I move from the door. Possibly. Elsa kind of thinks, like, maybe we should have brought along Maria. I don't know why I thought that. Dallas is going to... Dallas is going to do her best to jam the door shut and then go help. Like, jam it and break it to the point where no one can get out. Okay, yeah, you find something that you can kind of wedge through the the handles of the doors and you go in to help Yulva. And let's see... We'll do one last combat roll, and then something cinematic will happen. So, Dallas, you're you're going to help with what? Claws out? Claws out. Are you going to attack both of the guys on Yulva, or just one of them? Um, one of them, because she thinks Yulva could probably handle the other just fine, but I'm going to make it so she's not, a, you know, trying to fend off two. Okay, so I want you to just give me a strength and brawl roll and add two dice for your claws. Four successes. Yeah, you completely obliterate this guy. You just, like, blood sprays everywhere. And uh, as you do that, you know, the, the screams are cut short as you, you know, claw him to death. And he hits the ground with a meaty, wet splat. And Ilva and Dallas, since you're the closest ones to this, and Elsa, you see this too because you've been kind of watching the weird stuff that's going on. You see the body that's been laying across the bar starts to twitch and just move a little bit. And you hear cracking sounds as the bones kind of like rearrange themselves. And he sits back up at the bar with this dead look in his eyes and he starts shuffling towards you all. And some of the other dead bodies in the bar start to do the same thing. No, 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 not good, not good, not good. Oh, um, yeah, alert, red flags. Um, uh, she's gonna look at over at Dallas, be like, what the fuck do we do now? We kill them and hope they stay dead. They just got back up, and then we kill them again. She looks at the other people who are still alive. She's like, are you seeing this shit? <laughs> oh, at this point, they're trying to get the hell out. You know, when dead bodies start getting back up, the guy that had his head blown off, like he has half of a head left and he's getting up and moving towards you. Uh, okay. This is dark magic. We need to take care of it. A few of the guys just kind of like muscle their way past you guys and are trying to open up the doors that Dallas had blocked successfully and so they're panicking they can't get out it's uh she looks at Ilva and Dallas if that shit gets out then the masquerade is over you could let these people go but we need to take care of this shit right now can't let anybody go they all need to die <sighs> fuck they know who we are okay everyone dies then alright uh 
how are we going to do this? Like, <laughs> ridiculous. Yova's going to shoot the one that has half of a head left, thinking, well, maybe if I hit it in the head again, it won't get up. <laughs> okay. Give me another roll. Composure, firearms, plus two. Three successes, two of them were ten, so crit. Uh, you, yeah, you didn't get three successes. You got five successes. You just from the sternum up is gone now. You just kind of blast him in a good spot, and the body just falls down to the ground. And the, the misty vapor thing that Elsa saw just kind of like leaves and goes up through the roof. Not going to bother you guys now. Okay, Elsa's um, after she's seen that, She's going to grab the pool stick, break it in half, and then stab the other dead guy in the in the head and see if that works. Okay, so I want you to give me, let's see, so that's strength plus melee plus two, two dice for that. And don't forget to add your potence, add, add half your potence for the prowess. So altogether, that's going to be, let's see, two for strength, one for potence, one for your melee, and one for the pull stick. So give me five dice. Don't forget to add your hunger. Two, two successes. Okay. You stick it through him and, and kind of make it really hard for him to move some more. Like you kind of like pin him down. So the body's still kind of like scrambling around and he's reaching for you, but unable to, to move much. Get away from me! And he's reaching for you. He's going, Mir, Mir. Nine. All right. And Dallas, what are you doing? The thing that's shuffling towards Elsa, she's going to attack it with her claws and try and tear it apart. All right. Give me a roll. Four successes. Okay. So you shred him up pretty good. And in the interest of... I mean, I think we can pretty much tell how this combat is going to go. So we're going to speed things up and say with the number of successes that you all got, you successfully managed to put down the Nazi zombie threat. Zom Nazis? Na zombies? I, I don't know. Nazombies. Um, yes. Oh, yeah. sure. And so now you have a bar that's completely covered in gore and blood and dead bodies and broken pool sticks and knives and broken glass and a shattered mirror. And Elsa, you, you were paying attention where the bartender was. What did y'all do to the bartender? He's hiding, right? Well, I mean, we're speeding things up a bit, but you can reach behind the bar and pull him out. What are you going to do to him? Yova would have broken his neck. Yeah, he needs okay. to be dispatched. Yeah. Right, you kill him. Is anybody going to feed? Uh, depends. Do I have to make a willpower roll to resist the amount of blood smell that's going on right now? Uh, sure, if you want to. Sure. Let's make it interesting. Two successes. Okay, so you're, you can you manage to resist the urge to start licking things. Or sinking your fangs and things. I mean, you know, this thing was like an animated corpse at one point, so it's probably not something you want to stick your teeth in anyway. So you've dealt with the threat. The inside of this bar, there's there's no amount of cleaning that's going to save this place. How are you going to handle this? Is everyone dead? Oh, yes. Okay. So, um, 
Elsa's going to look around on um, Sir Castleine. Like, is there, can we look in the back or in a alcohol. storage? Alcohol. There's tons of alcohol. Of course there is. Why did Molotov I not? cocktails re- everywhere. Yep. And we're just, I'm just going to start taking bottles and just like shattering them along the walls and pouring them along the bar on the people. Like, yeah, we're taking as much, as much alcohol as we can and just splattering it all over the place. Yolva is going to take one of the neo-Nazi shirts and just rip it up and start taking whatever bottles aren't broken and, and stuffing them in. So we have a fuel starter. Dallas is going to raid their wallets for cash. <laughs> um, I, for Elsa, is there any news article that talks about Gregory that she might notice? Is there anything that was in his division or battalion or? Nothing that you see. Okay, that's fine. Um, right. Not going to matter too much anyway, because this place is about to go up. Uh, yeah. So she takes um, a match and she's like, Ficots? and she's holding it up and looking at the at the, the other. Yova holds out one of the Molotov cocktails. If you want to light it and then we get ourselves out of here. We are not very good with fire, so you might want to do that quickly. Just going to light it. Yeah, yeah. Throw it, throw it. <laughs> Softballs, underhand throw onto the bar. Dallas would have been unjamming the door too, so we could actually get out. Oh, you didn't do that yet. <laughs> That's why I was waiting for a chance to talk to say I was doing that. <laughs> I thought you did that already. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I assume that you did already. So you managed to get out of the building and then ignite it and then get away. Yes. Okay. There we go. Uh, so, okay. So, mission accomplished. What are you three doing? You all saw what I saw, right? Yeah, that was strange. If we can talk about that back at the club when, when we're not out in the open, but you, and she points at Elva, you unveiled the masquerade in front of them. We weren't trying to do that. I would appreciate it if you didn't do that next time. That's what Maximilian said. It's not to unveil ourselves. Maximilian also said to take care of problem. I took care of problem. Well, she's right. Technically, the masquerade was not breached because you took care of any witnesses. Yeah, but if they hadn't, if they had made it outside the door when she did that, we would have been in some serious shit. So That's why Dallas was on it. So, just please don't do that until we know they're actually going to die instead of any chances of them escaping. I just appreciate it. And so, are you three going back to the Hexenlide? Yes. Yeah. Right, so, no. Well, no? Dallas is going to stay and make sure it burns to the ground so okay. nothing can be found. Okay, so if you all want to manage to stick around long enough to when the whole thing goes up in an inferno and it's pretty obvious that there's no nothing is going to be recovered from here and the evidence has been covered up, you all make your way to the Hexenlide. It's a, uh, you know, hour or so later, but it's you know in the middle of the night and you get back to the club. 
uh, I guess the, the three of you not looking any more the worse for wear and cleaning yourselves up before you get there. You walk inside the club, and there's Peter. He's actually, he is kind of sitting at, at the bar watching like the the little mini TV that you keep under the bar is on, and he looks like he's just sitting there and he's asleep. Aww. And um, uh, Elsa's gonna go wake him up and like, Peter, wake oh, up. Hey, hey, everything okay? Everything's totally fine. How about you go get some sleep? Oh, okay, sure. Uh, I'll do that. And everyone hears a sound coming from the back. Uh, you know, the the kitchen entrances, kind of like a like a loud thudding kind of sound. Yelva pulls out her gun. Uh, uh, Peter, did anyone? Did you invite a friend over? No, no, I didn't. Who? What is that? Huh. Uh, just probably go upstairs and eat some chocolate. Please, Betty. And she kisses him on the cheek. Okay. And so he walks up the stairs. Is anyone going to go in? I don't want him getting hurt. I don't want Peter getting hurt. Yilva is going to go towards the kitchen. Yeah. So when Elsa dismisses Peter, she follows them. Okay. So you go in the back of the kitchen. Uh, Dallas, are you following or staying out here? No, Dallas was already moving towards the kitchen. So the three of you go investigate the kitchen. It's dark in there. Uh, Who's going to flip on the light switch? Me. Okay. You flip on the switch. And what you see, you see it's the kitchen. The back door is open. And holding himself up like on the island where the food is prepared is Leon and his, his clothes are torn up. He has massive cuts in him. He's, he's kind of like one eye is closed. He has like rent in his face and he's panting heavily. He's like, Elsa, get me a chair. And he falls over. Leon. And, um, she, (laughs) she, uh, she gets him a chair and she helps him up and helps him sit in there. She's like, uh, 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 uh what, what do you need? Uh, you look no, terrible. He just, he sits up. He's like, he waves you off. And he looks like he's concentrating for a minute. And all the cuts and wounds start to heal, like seal themselves up. And he, he kind of like shakes a little bit. And he starts looking around kind of like, like crazed, like he's. He needs blood badly, and he reaches inside what's left of his shirt and pulls out on a golden chain. It looks like a little red, like a really like a bright crimson red gem. He just pulls off the chain and he puts it in his mouth, and it looks like it calms him down. Here, and Dallas offers her arm to Leon. He he waves you off, says, "No, I'm I'm okay now." But he calms himself down, takes a deep breath, and is like, looks at you, Dallas, and you, Elsa, says. We need to go to the church. Now. Something happened at the Thingstata. We need to talk. Oh, okay. Uh, I- Alright, she's uh, frantically going to call a cab. And then no, they're just- I, I brought my car. Let's go. Uh, okay, um, do you need help? Getting no, out? He stands up. He stands up. He's fine now. He's just, his shirt's a wreck and 
know, it looks like he was viciously attacked by something. He's like, uh, I don't know. I'm good now. Let's go. Uh, yes, Ulva. Um, no, I was just going to say, once he falls over on the ground, Yulva's going to obfuscate herself and is going to follow along obfuscated. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, Leon, are you two going along with Leon? Oh, yeah. I am, yeah. What the hell? All right. So you two get in the car, and I guess one of you is leaving the door open long enough for Ulva to come in? Yeah. Dallas is pretty aware of Yilva's Tennessee's at this point. Okay. And so Leon starts the engine and peels out. And on the way to the church, it's not a very long drive, but long enough to have a short conversation. Uh, and so Leon is, you know, he's he's looking in the mirror. He's driving. He's like, so I'm really sorry to kind of do this to you two. But so the situation has developed and uh, do tell Leon yeah the, the prince and uh, Reinhard would like to speak to you okay okay this doesn't sound great yeah uh, no, it's it's some things have to be done there's some things we need to make sure of uh, and all Everything's going to make sense once we get there. And Elsa's just going to look at him, be like, Leon, spill it out. What are they going to do with us? To make a, well, to, to make it short, we need to make sure that you don't have any spiritual hitchhikers, so to speak. Okay. Uh, all right. I don't believe in ghosts. You don't believe in ghosts after what happened tonight. Well, wait, what What happened tonight? Dallas, um, we, we were taking care of some, of some Nazis, and when the first one went down, his, there was evaporated red bloods, or a thing that came out of him, and then it went back into him, and he turned into a zombie. And I don't know if any other supernatural things exist besides us, but it was just crazy and weird. And luckily, everyone is dead, so they don't know who we are, but... There was no violation of the masquerade. We made sure. So Leon speeds up, and he says, Okay, so this is a lot worse than we thought. Great. Okay. Uh, So... We sounds like all of us had a little run in with the hungry dead. Oh joy. Yeah. Uh, and after like a few minutes of a collective freak out, you get to the church of the Holy spirit, which is very close to the hotel zoom Ritter and Ilva, you recognize this church. This is where you met your Nosferatu pals and Leon parks in the parking lot and you know the you guys can unlock the doors and get out leon before going into the church pops open the trunk and pulls out a like a t-shirt and puts it on it's it's a white t-shirt it's kind of baggy it says frankie says relax on it (laughs) 
you know, he shrugs and it's like, it was the only thing I had. It looks good on you. Thanks. And so you all walk into the church and inside the church is all the Tremere in the city. You see Prince Hannah Lantbeck. You see Reinhard von Eisenbar, the regent of Clan Tremere. You see Aisley Connor and Leon is behind you. And in the middle of the floor, so there's the pew and then there's the altar and on the big space of floor between the pews and the altar, it looks like a a big mystical circle made with blood has already been drawn on there. And as soon as, well, the the two of you walk in, uh, Reinhard looks over at you two and says, both of you, in the circle now. Dallas immediately goes in. She doesn't question. Yeah, yeah. Elsa, too. And Reinhard is, you know, looks at the two of you and says, what did you inflict on this city? We were Excuse me? Taking care of a threat to the masquerade that Maximilian said that we should take care of. And so we went and destroyed Nazis who were... Uh, no, I'm not talking about tonight. I'm talking about Valpurgis Nacht. What did you do? And he's kind of really angry. He's getting into your face. And at this point, Aisley just kind of gets in between you and uh, her sire and kind of gently pushes him back a little bit and says, look, they, they probably don't know what's going on. They're not. He looks at the two of you and says, they're laymen. All right. So they, they probably don't know what's going on. So maybe I can explain a little bit and then we can go forward with the rituals. that okay because we're not going to get a lot of cooperation with them if they're scared and Reinhard he thinks for a second and he just kind of turns off in a, in a huff and goes talk to the prince hi Aisley Aisley turns around looks at the two of you and puts on a smile says hi uh, hi if he didn't get in my face like that, I would explain everything. But I don't know what's going on. So, yeah, no, I'm not entirely certain you were talking about the same thing. So she kind of like, she's on the edge of the circle and she kind of crouches down a little bit to get at your eye level since you both are kind of kneeling. And she says, so we, earlier tonight, the four of us went to the, the Thingstada to just to kind of see what could possibly be explaining some of the weird phenomenon that we've been noticing uh, since the night of your embrace. And we were attacked by a whole bunch of powerful, angry spirits that could have possibly been alive at one point. Um, the reason, it, well, she kind of thinks for a second, she's like, uh, okay, just to kind of, speed things up a little bit and make it a little more understandable. So there's a reason why the Nazis built the Thingstada where they did. Okay. Uh, at the time they were very interested in getting in touch with like the occult and spiritual roots of the surrounding land and the area. Um, for God's sakes, the mountain that it's on is it translates to Holy mountain. That site 
was a site for a, a Roman temple at one point. Uh, before that, it was a, a Celtic holy site. Uh, this was a place where human sacrifice and blood devotions were given. And on the night of your embrace, blood was spilled. And I'm thinking that the spirits there took it as a tribute. It oh. woke something up. Okay. What does have that to do with us? You two were the sacrifice. Lots of people died that night. We both died. Yes, but we need to make sure that what's inside you is still you. Got it. Uh, Elsa looks conflicted. Um, Yeah, she she's already having enough hard of enough time, you know, thinking she's like, I'm still a me after being a vampire and all that identity crisis and whatnot. And she's like, okay. Right, just get the dove of us. Easily kind of nods a bit and says it's it's not gonna hurt. Well, if everything's okay, it's not gonna hurt. Aisley. It's the best I can do. I'm sorry, okay? Aisley, if there was anyone else with us tonight, should we let them know to come see you as soon as possible? Or do you think this is only buddy only goes to where we were embraced? I just want to be sure. I think really we just need to make sure since you two were present when all of this stuff happened, I think we're good. Why? Who was with you tonight? Okay. We brought some backup to take care of the Nazis. I just want to make sure that if, if I needed to get them, that I could. That's all. To take care of Nazis? It's a long story. Yeah, right. We need to do the ritual first. Okay. So she gets up and she motions to her fellow clan mates that you're ready. Uh, and they all kind of take up positions at the four cardinal directions in the circle. Uh, they all kind of take their positions. Uh, the prince is still kind of looking disapprovingly at Leon's t-shirt. Leon kind of shrugs a little bit. And they open up their wrists and start to throw their blood into the circle and chant in a strange language. And as the, the chanting increases uh, to a more kind of fevered vibration, uh, the two of you start to feel your, your skin starts to tingle a little bit. And it's like pulsing along with the, the cadence of the chanting. And then eventually it just fades. And then they stop chanting. And the prince says, you are you. That's good to know. Yeah. Yeah, the four of them look very relieved at this point. And Reinhardt says that doesn't that still doesn't help us deal with you know the, the, the spiritual disease going on in the city. And the prince says, We'll have to send word to Vienna. Maybe they can send some help, some backup. But this is this is pretty. This is a pretty significant event, and we need to be cautious how we do this. And she looks over at the two of you and says, "I understand that the two of you have many, many questions about what might be going on, and 
there's not a whole lot that I can say that would probably make sense to you. A lot of this is very mystical in nature, but suffice it to say that we now have a whole bunch of angry spirits that are awake and crave the blood of the living. Uh, Elsa's just going to raise her hand after the prince is done talking, and she's like, Why now are they attacking people? It's been so long since Viva uh, embraced, and wouldn't they be attacking, like, the night after, or the day, or the week after? It it doesn't make sense, but I'm trying to make sense of it. Yes. Unfortunately, necromancy is not my field of expertise, but I would venture a guess to say that once they awoken, they required uh, some amount of time to gather their strength. But now they've become bold. They attacked us. It's Dave Prince. We also saw these spirits when we were dealing with Nazis and they we we had to we had to kill a Nazi and the masquerade was not broken but um they when one of them was bleeding a evaporation or a powder or some sort of bloody vaporization was coming out of the body and it asked for more blood and then it went back into the body and then it turns that man into a zombie no it was it was feeding off of the blood it must have been there invisible to you the whole time but when he got a taste of blood it was able to possess the body they can we have a zombie problem can they um can how far or how close was the was the bar close to the forest it was kind of close to the forest like i said not all the way out in the outskirts not like in a village out in the forest but on the edge one of the outer edges of heidelberg so close enough yeah it was yeah, that's my guess is that it was close enough for spirits to wander. Right. And so the prince says, so obviously we have some clan business we need to attend to. The two of you should be okay. Uh, we prepared a couple of things for you to, to make sure that you're safe just in case there's any issues. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, the two of you need to go back to your havens and things will carry on and this will be dealt with. This is not something that the rest of the kindred in the city need to know about. Yes, ma'am. Okay. And at this point, Leon, uh, he walks up to the prince and hands her these two necklaces and she takes them from him and she gives them to you, says, these two these two necklaces have a spirit ward on them. No spirit can harm you while you wear these. Thank you. Danke. Use them and be safe. You as well. Right. 
So, sorry to interrupt your night of Nazi killing, but I'll have to ask that you would have to find your own way back to your haven. Not a problem. We can handle that. Thank you. Yep, we're out of here. Okay. And so you make your leave. Uh, Ilva, what are you doing? Um, she is going to stay for a few more minutes to see if the Tremere let any more information slip, and then she would go out and follow them back to the Haven. What is going through Ilva's mind after witnessing all of this? She's thinking, what the heck did I get myself into? And also, this is a really, this might be enough to get a favor from Dorada. Because they were it's information that he doesn't know, and it seems like very good information. All right, and so Dallas and Elsa leave, and you stick around for a little bit longer, and they're they're talking amongst themselves. And Reinhard mentions that you know they could still be having some you know spiritual presence around here. They need to start erecting wards. Uh, for all they know, there could be ghosts in here. And he looks over at Aisley and says, you know, sense the unseen. See if you can see anything invisible in here. And at that, she runs out. <laughs> um, okay, never mind. Uh- <laughs> okay. And so Dallas and Elsa, number one, you need to get back to your haven. Number two, what are you thinking and feeling at this time? Nervous, anxious. Elsa is, it's all the emotions are coming back to, you know, I am me. I'm still who I am. I'm still Gregory's daughter. I'm still Christina's best friend, blah, blah, blah. Um, You know, needing to feed is just for survival and stuff like that. She's also like, what the fuck? Like, that's the first time she's seen anything else supernatural other than the vampire you know, the kindred and she's got a lot to think about. She's got a lot to write down when she's, when she gets back, she kind of looks at Dallas too. She's like glancing at her and seeing her looking at her facial expressions. The world that you're in is much larger than you thought. Hmm. What about Dallas? Dallas is, um, Dallas was kind of hoping that she didn't accidentally out Yelva's presence there. Um, and is really just concentrating on getting back. She's definitely afraid, but not, but not overwhelmingly. So she wants to just get back to the club and think and have quiet. Okay. And the two of you go back to the club. Ilva, where are you going? Um, did Dorada give her a way to contact him? I mean, you know how to get in touch with him, but at this point, it's getting kind of early. Um, she would probably make her way back to her haven then. Okay. And uh, so Elsa and Dallas will do the same. Uh, We are going to kind of end in a minute. 
But first, Ilva, you get down to your haven, and the scene that you walk in on, you see your your bookcase looks like it's been ransacked. There's many books that have fallen off of it. Uh, a lot of books are open. Some pages look like they've been torn out. Uh, there's like highlighters and markers all over the floor. And in the corner of the room is Maria rocking back and forth with her hands in her head and just weeping, weeping blood tears. She just blinks, sighs for a second and walks over and sits across from Maria and kind of hands Stella over to her and says, I found petting Stella can help. Do you wish to talk about it? When you, uh, when you make your presence known, Maria looks up at you and she, she reaches over to you and just, just holds on to your, your jacket, your clothing, not like in a hurtful way, but just like a, like a, desperate woman clinging for some kind of anchor and she looks at you with tear-streaked eyes and just looks at you and says Hilva, who am I? You are Maria. You are a Clem Malkavian and you are staying with me. My name is Maria. Your name is Maria. Thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) And she, she puts her head in your shoulder and just, just weeps. She's like, I'm so scared. I almost forgot. I almost lost myself. It's all right. It's all right. And Yelva just pulls her into a hug and just kind of, you know, is rubbing her back and falling back on what she used to do back at the gulag for new people who came in and who just absolutely broke down. She just puts a shoulder to cry on and comforts them. Okay. And so she, she weeps a bit and then she kind of like calms down now that you're here and you're reassuring and and she's she takes like a like a a racking breath and she's wiping at the blood in her eyes and just kind of like on your jacket a little bit and she's looks around looks around the books and says oh I'm sorry I was trying to find names in all of your books but I couldn't find mine but if I did find mine I wouldn't have remembered and I just I get a lot and I'm afraid what gets pushed out would be me and I I, I'll understand if you want me to go find another haven books that are replaceable but I think I might have solution to your problem and she goes to her other bookcase that has all the journals in it and reaches down to the bottom one where she keeps all her blank journals and comes back and holds it to me you're right in there you write down who you are that's why you always have it. Keep it close to you. This, this is for me? Da, for you. It is blank. No one has written in it. It is yours. I... Oh, thank you. Thanks, Dilva. You're welcome. Dilva? Da? I'm pretty tired right now. I think I'm going to go to sleep. Okay, you can go to sleep. I also will go to sleep. Sun is almost up. Okay. And everyone gets safe in their havens and goes to sleep for the day. That's where we're going to end. The Infane Podcast is a proud member of the Nerdsmith Network. 
visit nerdsmith.org for all of your nerdy entertainment needs.